everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast. This is episode 21, and last episode we talked about, I guess, all kinds of stuff, Alex. It was, uh, talked about trailers and Xbox and stuff I don't even remember because I was kind of drunk, but uh, pretty good episode, <laughs> I think. What did you think of that one? It was fun. It's always fun. Come on. It's definitely I'm always fun. About what I... It's definitely always fun. Yeah, I don't remember, though. I, I've been trying to... Uh, be more mindful of, you know, it is the Drunk Friend podcast, but when you, I listened back to that, I was like, what sailor walked in the room and started saying all these dirty words? <laughs> you fell for one of the classic blunders, as uh, his, <laughs> what's his name would say from Princess Bride. That's right. I can't remember that character's name, but yeah, you, you pulled an Alex. You, you drank, you were overserved, which I tend to do on here sometimes, yeah. uh, especially when Dan is here. I think I, I was loaded both times Dan was on. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, yeah, he's probably not coming back. But you know what? <laughs> I chose to get really hammered when it was just me and you, and I knew you weren't going to go anywhere. So <laughs> smart thinking. But no, it was pretty fun. Um, so you know, talking about uh, some stuff coming up for you specifically. Actually, let's talk about me. I'm having a birthday coming up. And Whoa! Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, big old, big old number thirty-five. I'm looking forward to it. Thirty-five. Yeah, Jeez, I'm like way older than you. You're so old. But I'll have Guys. to. I now have to click. I've noticed on websites, I get to click a different demographic in surveys because it used to be, you know, if you're like something up to thirty-four, but now I'm in the thirty-five to forty category. That cha- that shifts me. Like I'm in a new five K group when I do runs. Like I'm in the old man group oh, now. Oh no! I've bumped up. <laughs> And You're you know, on the senior tour. Well, you know what's worse, though, is because people in their early 30s, they do 10Ks. If you bump up to the 35, 40-year-olds for running, the 40-year-olds are all about their 5Ks, and they're pretty good at it. Like, it, it's actually stiffer competition now because there's more How people. How many miles is, is 10K? 10K is, is like that's... six miles. Oh, God, that's brutal. No, I can, see, 5K seems, like, reasonable to me. Like, that seems, like, you can do that. I can do that in, you did like, one today. I don't know. I, I basically did one today. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was walking and running, but I can't imagine running through an entire 5K yet. I'd like to get there, but... I mean, dude, a yeah, month no, ago, I, you, you weren't running at all, and you've already ran four no. miles. So, I mean, you, you'll oh, get God, there easily. No. Yeah. yeah, man, you just got to keep at it. I guess so, because it is paying off. It, it, it does... The running thing does feel easier. It's weird how your body is just... It still feels the same in many ways, where it's, but it just kind of... Goes into this like oh fine mode where it's just like okay fine like <laughs> we're doing this for a while <laughs> <laughs> and you just get used to that feeling and you learn to live with it and before you know it you're freaking you know you're all the way <laughs> I'm <laughs> like I talked about before it's like whoa I'm way over here now <laughs> yeah <laughs> how did I get yeah. over here <laughs> yeah you have to call an Uber to get home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. But actually, I, the reason, the only reason I mentioned my birthday, not to brag that I get to be alive for another year, which is pretty cool. Um, you are having a a special ordeal on that day. Do you want to talk about that? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, it's the Uplink Uplink Convention. Uh, it's. Uh, let me pull up the thing here. Sorry. Uh, Long Island Retro is uh, the outfit that is. Uh, putting on the convention, and I guess Uplink is kind of the website hosting it. And uh, I'm doing my first panel. Uh, I we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be on camera and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's it was supposed to be in person. Uh, I, if that were the case, I would not have gone <laughs> because it's in Long Island. 
But uh, since it's not, they were able to pull like a ridiculous guest list. It's got like uh, Metal Jesus and a couple of his friends. Like um, I think Kin- is Kinsey there? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, is she one of well, the? Well, I don't know about Kinsey, but I know Kelsey's there with Frank for. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I get them mixed up. It, I mean, it happens the all the time. K, the yeah. K names. Um, yeah. Okay. So Kelsey's the one that's there, and then um, John Riggs and uh, the Immortal. John Hancock. He, the guy's been alive uh, for centuries. A lot of people, <laughs> they respect him for his video games, but I'm like, dude, he's been, he's not ever died. That's, yeah, yeah it's more impressive than having every Atari Falcon game. Do, do, in my opinion. <laughs> do you think he's, he's met the immortal Hulk Hogan? Oh my God. I don't know. I hope I, so. I'd love to ask him that. Maybe I'll have a chance. <laughs> did, but, like, did you guys meet back in like 1100 or anything <laughs> when there were fewer people? Um, yeah. So they're the, the, the metal Jesus crew is there. Um, Pat and Ian, uh, Pat the NES Punk and his podcast partner Ian, who works at the that uh, infamous. Uh, well, I don't know if it's infamous, but I guess it is now because he talks about it all the time on his podcast. His his game store. Yeah, well, it's infamous just because of the stories he shares from there. I'm sure it's a fine game store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he they're going to be there. Um, yeah, just I mean they're the people I'm I'm like sharing company with, and then there's there's quite a few uh, Twitch represents there. Um, like uh, Retro Alley is another person I know. She's like a huge Pokemon fan, um, huh. and I'm not at all. But I've uh, seen some of her. Like I'm trying to familiarize myself with more of the guests, uh, and she I think is is doing two panels. Ooh. One is kind of like a, a a thing about the Pokemon Museum in New York. And the other is just about her Twitch channel. So it's like, dang, pulling double duty, that's tough. But yeah, yeah that's the kind of content you can expect if you decide to do it. Well, actually, and my, yeah, this will be my, a first for me. And I'm pretty dang uh, nervous about it, but um, I'm sure it'll be fine until it's time to, you know, it's all the technical stuff you worry about. And I think everybody's in the same boat when it comes to that. Uh, the online aspect of it is going to be a little weird for everybody because you know guys like metal jesus and pat the ns punk they've done a million conventions but uh not one like this it's it's pretty different so i think everybody's in the same boat when it comes to how strange this is going to be you know just everybody's going to be a little off i think and so everybody's just a little bit uncomfortable and that puts me in a good mood because <laughs> that means I won't feel as weird when I do my panel. Yeah, I think I, I think a lot of those guys, though, some of the, you know, we, we talk about it. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it here, but we talk about it a lot of times in our in our discord here where we record with our guests. Uh, there's a team face and a team no face. And <laughs> and we, you and I are obviously team no face. We don't put our faces in our content, but we've had some team face people on. And yeah. I think those people are going to be the ones that are very comfortable in this scenario because they're used to talking to a computer and being seen and, and, and that kind of thing. And especially the streamers, they're used to just going off the cuff. I mean, Metal Jesus gets to edit at least. And a lot of the streamers just have to sit there with their audience and, and make it up as they go. So I'm sure they'll be fine. But I worry about the right. Team No Face gang here. I, I'm worried about our, our people because I know it's, it's not easy to – you're used to making you know five to seven minute long videos – scripted very calculated stuff and you put someone like that out in front of a bunch of people and and say dance monkey it's it's a it's a whole different thing <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine i'm just saying you should be scared no i'm kidding but you know you'll, you'll i'm terrified no. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be <laughs> it'll be fine i'm sure because um i do have a plan i have a game plan um i plan on talking about like 
you know, just given a little bit of a personal journey, I guess, uh, so to speak, about like how I got to this point, because I sure as hell didn't plan this. So it's like, how the hell does something like this happen? So I, I try and break down, you know, the steps of how I got to Jesus. I just crossed 175,000 subscribers. Wow. Congrats. Uh, the other day. Thanks. And it, it's... You know, I, I, that's such an astronomical number. That's more than, like, you can fit in Wembley Stadium, for God's sake. So it's, what, I mean, like, how do you get there? What happened? What led to this? So I kind of ha- talk about that a little bit. Kind of go into why I started the channel, too. So, yeah, it's just it's just stuff like that, mostly. I'm sure it'll be fine, man. I'm excited for you. I, I'm, uh, I'm actually not going to be available for it. We, for some reason, on my birthday, we have to take our daughter to a, to a zoo. A drive-through zoo, but a zoo. How dare you have a birthday on my? Yeah, I know. I if I had to do it over again, but the uh, you know I, I'll be at a zoo with my daughter. So hopefully there's a rewind or something I'd like to catch it and see how you did. But I'm sure you'll be great. You'll be fine. People, you know, people. Uh, I think are going to be very intrigued. I know that there there is some team face stuff from you in, in the back catalogs of the SNES, SNES Drunk YouTube library, but. I'd say a vast 165,000 of your people have never seen your face, and that might be something that will excite them. So I hope you shave that day. You better look good. I'm not shaving. I've had a beard <laughs> since I was like, I've had a beard since I was what? Since I was like 17, I think. I've had a Minnesotan beard since I was nine years old. <laughs> you know, the only reason I, or I should say the, the main reason I grew a beard in the first place is because my older brother can't. Well, he can. It just looks terrible. And uh, my dad has a beard. My dad's had a beard like my whole life. So me and me and my dad would just like kind of stand and and cross our arms and stare at my brother. And my brother would just like tuck his shoulders in and and slink slink away in, in shame because the power of our combined beards would would make him feel embarrassed. Yeah, man, beard power is a real thing. Yeah, that's a true story though. I, I I was like, oh, I can do this, and he can't. Well, take this, <laughs> and you've held that over him for the last twenty years. <laughs> he it, it looks a little better on him. He's still got a little patchy uh, Sidney Crosby action going there. <laughs> like when Sidney Crosby gets his playoff beard going, he looks like a fifteen year old that's trying to grow facial hair a bit. Uh, it doesn't look great on him. And my, but my brother's a little bit. He he's he's a bit more seasoned. He's got uh, some uh, enhancement product for that, uh, some like beard balm, I think, is what oh. he has, and and like the shampoo and all that sort of the brush and all that. So he's oh. got some enhancements there, some gotcha. PEDs. But you, but for you're beards. all you're all natural, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't need I don't need any of that crap. Are you Heck kidding no. me? Heck no. <laughs> you're you're the, you're the Hagar, man. You got the you got the, the the strong chin and the good the good facial hair going. That's what it's all about. I guess, yeah, no, it's definitely not. I got the classic English chin for sure, but um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, the the uh, I can't compare to Hagar's mustache, but I do have a I do have a pretty decent beard, I would say. Yeah, I would, you know, I haven't seen it. I don't know why I was about to agree with you, but yeah, I'm sure it's a good beard. It's You've good. seen it? It's been on Instagram. Oh, okay. I'll have to get back on there and, and go beard hunting later. But uh, <laughs> but that's cool, man. Good 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 luck. I hope it goes well. I'm sure it will. And uh, I just want to also Thanks. congratulate you for that because it that is esteemed company. I mean, that's some of the the biggest names in in our retro gaming space, and you're yeah. right up there with them. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, so Alex, I forgot to ask you what are you what are you uh, drinking tonight in regular drunk friend fashion? 
Oh yeah, that's right. We we need to go over that. Um, by the way, real quick, I do I do want to mention that my panel starts at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. Oh, okay. On Saturday, so if you want to check that out, um, go to uplink.liretro.com for ticket information. But I have with me here a elephants on parade is what it's called. It's a uh, beer from Bosque Brewing. Uh, Bosque spelled B O S Q U E. And it's Pearl's beer, basically, because it's Elephants <laughs> on Parade, and it's pink in color when you pour it out, and it's uh, interesting, I guess. <laughs> it's it's a Pearl beer, so it's it's very flavorful. Not my thing, to- usually, but eh, whatever. Hey, you're doing it. That's what's important. What do you got? I have a peach brandy. I don't know why. I'm not... I don't own a golf course. I don't know why I'm drinking <laughs> peach brandy. I'm not on okay, a yacht. Okay, Frazier. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fancy person at all. Uh, I'm wearing the same basketball shorts I think I wore on Monday. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually very good, and I shouldn't drink any more of it, even though it's very tempting. Nice. Yeah. So I picked up uh, an EverDrive for the first time, and I didn't realize that, according to a lot of my friends, they were like, "You didn't have one, don't you? Just <laughs> like, don't you make tons of videos and play NES games all day?" And I was like, "I mean, to boil down my life like that's kind of rude, but yeah." And they were like, you didn't have an EverDrive? Like, they've been out for years. I was like, well, no, I just, you know, I play it Al Natural. I'm like Alex's beard. And, <laughs> but no, this is my first time getting one. And the reason I wanted to is because I want to get into uh, more Famicom stuff, not just for the channel, but I have some curiosities about that library. And for, I know, obviously, a lot of them are not in a language I speak. So I'm going to have to do some some ROM hacking and getting some translation patches and stuff. And in order to uh, still enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it, which is on the NES in my couch, looking at my PVMs, the EverDrive was the answer, and I cannot wait. So I am about to uh, join the club of EverDrives. Unfortunately, though, what I found was when I ordered it from, ordered mine from Stone Age Gamer, uh, they don't just ship one that day. They're not like, all right, you EverDrive? All right, we got it in the bag. It's on the truck. They're like, we'll, we're going to wait for three weeks for a bunch of other people to order them, and then we mail them all out at once. So I'm over here losing my mind. I can't, I've never wanted anything so bad in my life. I'm staring at, I mean, every time I get an email, I'm like, is that them saying that it's, it's shipped? Like I'm, I have never felt like a, like a kid near Christmas over something that I ordered and paid for knows coming. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> and it's still not there, right? No, no, it's not there yet. It's only been a week. I think I have two more weeks before they even ship the thing. So I'm, I'm going nuts. Oh, geez. Okay. All right, I thought that I thought it was at least shipped by now. Okay, no, I, no, no confirmation. I, I Jeez. Okay. I mean, it could um, just show up, and that would be amazing. Oh, that'd be great, <laughs> but I doubt it. I think it's it's going to be a few weeks. Well, there's Famicom stuff, and then there's uh, ROM hacks and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, you can there's all sorts of different. Uh, like, you can play the cleaned up version of Castlevania Two if you want to. You can do uh, fan translations of, of other stuff, of games that were already were localized, that were butchered <laughs> for one <laughs> right. reason or another. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can do with that. There's save states, um, so you don't have to, you know, like if you play Zelda 2, I mean, Zelda 2's on the NES Classic, but just to use an example, like if you want to create your own save states for, like, the beginning of the dungeon, so you don't have to wander all the way back and waste all that time, Yeah, uh, y- you can do that. And, you know, as some people turn their nose up at that and whatever i don't care but um i mean for the yeah, sake of footage stuff like for the stuff that we do it's it's a necessity like if you want to get is, a video yeah. out in time there's no way you can yeah. just sit there and, and just punish yourself for no reason just to get a few <laughs> clips 
safe yeah. state no, to the end and, and show it off. That's what I'm doing it for mainly. I mean, I, I'll probably yeah. still play the games as, you know, I mean, as I want to. It doesn't matter how you play them, but uh, for the footage stuff, I'm super excited to cheat my ass off. That's what, that's what <laughs> I'm here for. Actually, I want to do a whole video about fun cheats in games, even though they're all, they're all widely known, but just to mess around with some of them because... Sure. It's it just seems like a cool fun idea, but yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for the EverDrive because I think it'll it'll broaden my horizons for things I can I can do on the channel, and it'll certainly let me you know get into some stuff, especially some of the import stuff that's always kind of been a I'll worry about it later. I'm not interested in it yet kind of thing, and and make that something I can really dig into. So I'm excited. Right on, and I'm excited for you because it's a fun little toy to have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Can't wait. I can't wait to ignore my family and, and play that a lot. Um, <laughs> so we've got some uh, recent videos we need to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got one for Snake, Rattle, and Roll? Hell yeah, man. And it's actually a perfect video for today's guest who can destroy this game and has on his YouTube channel a no-death run of this game. So, And this was a total fluke. I, I, we don't schedule our nest friends by our drunk friends. It's not how we do our friends. It just so <laughs> happened that that was the case. So pretty excited that our guest came on when he did and this game uh snake rattle and roll is a great game great music david wise composed it it's a it's a rare game not not hard to find it's made by rare and uh it's a, it's a lot of fun very very tough game though it can get very hard Did the isometric viewpoint give you a lot of issues yeah i would say it works pretty well but uh it it's not perfect for sure and it'll yeah. it'll it'll make you upset yeah it for sure yeah it's uh, that's one game that does not agree with me i mean i like it i like the music in it especially but yeah. it's just not my it takes about five minutes for me to be like, like <laughs> all right like either i either i bear down and grit my teeth and and try really try and learn this game or i can just save myself the aggravation and, and quit now and i usually quit right right then so it's one of those games makes sense to me and you have a couple fun ones too actually your your videos this week couldn't have contrasted more in terms of style and content <laughs> yeah the first one the tuesday one was psycho dream which was a uh pretty interesting super famicom game it's uh regular action platformer it reminds me and apparently a lot of other commenters about uh, or of rather, it reminds them of uh, Majuo, which is uh, otherwise known as King of Demons, which is a horror-based uh, action platformer. It's like a Castlevania meets I don't know. It's 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 a tough game to to narrow down. It's kind of like a Genesis game, really, more than anything. It plays more like a Genesis game, looks more like a Genesis game. But uh, yeah, Psycho Dream has has a. I like the story in it, which is rare for me to say on a non-RPG. Super Nintendo game, but apparently there's like this uh, a pandemic of sorts of of uh, virtual reality sickness, basically, where oh. kids are getting sucked into virtual reality and falling into comas and stuff. Jesus! So this team of experts uh, need to be called in, and they're called the Diamond Dogs, which just made me laugh as soon as I read that because it's like, okay, we get it. You like David Bowie? Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that's either David Bowie or it sounds like a super group of, like, Cheap Trick and George Thorogood <laughs> or something for no reason. And and, and David Lee Roth. Or oh, he's got to be in there, yeah. He doesn't sing yeah. in that one. He just walks around without a shirt, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... They they go into the, the dreams, hence Psycho Dream, and uh, kill all these weird monsters and cool stuff. And, yeah, it's it's a good game. I, I like it. It's not, you know, a triple-A, like... Mega Man X, you know, style 
game. It's it's not going to be on that level, but um, yeah, it's still that doesn't mean it's not worth playing. It's still perfectly good. I like um, the name. And I then, mean, the name the name lures me in. That just it just sounds cool, right? Yeah, Psycho Dream. That's pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like a Sepultura song or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then today's video, uh, today being Thursday, uh, was Magical Cat Adventure. Which is I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Um, and really, when I when I find these games, I just I'm just looking at like Wikipedia pages basically, and I'm just like looking at this giant list of arcade games l- released in 1993 or something like that. And I see a name like this, and I'm just like, that sounds so generic. I wonder if it's as generic as it sounds. And I look at it, and I'm like, hey, this looks pretty good. And I notice the main sprite is like, oh, is that Bubsy? I really <laughs> hope that's not Bubsy. So I look into it. It's not Bubsy. And, you know, I'm off and running from there. I'm, I'm already writing it in my head, like, as I'm playing it. So if it were Bubsy, would you have passed? You'd be like, oh. Yes, I would have. Screw Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Bubsy games. They're so frustratingly bad. If they're not because they look like they should be like oh he's bouncy happy blah 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 and it's just everything kills you the controls are terrible and it's like I want this game to be good it's just not yeah. but uh, yeah Magical Cat Adventure is okay it's perfectly decent you know it's it's one of those like super obscure games it's just like what the heck is this oh here's what it is yeah. you might like it <laughs> here you go hopefully this video is useful for you <laughs> one of those things. I always find those interesting, man. The arcade stuff, I'm not well-versed in. So anytime you, you show any of that, whether it's good or bad, I'm like, wow, that exists. And that's sometimes there's, very exciting to me. There's so much stuff like that. I've only, like, hit the tip of the iceberg. That's good. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, just an endless amount. It's it's crazy. These, like, one-off developers uh, that come from nowhere, they make, like, two or three games, or in this case, with Magical Cat Adventure, it's just one game, Jeez. and then they're gone. It just disappear into thin air. It's like okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a decent little game. I liked it, and and that's that's how that's what inspired me to to write um, my very clever comment on your on your video, which was a <laughs> reference to uh, Cotton Eye Joe. And I got to say, pretty popular comment over there on Magical Cat Adventure. A whopping <laughs> thirteen likes right out of the gate. So whoa, people were loving it. Oh, it's up to eighteen now, and that comment whoa. is. And just so everybody knows the name of the, and yes, I'm sharing my comment on, on drunk friend. Cause I'm so proud of it. Um, the, the, the comment is, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. The, the company is called Win techno. And I said, if it hadn't been for Win techno, there'd be no fake Bubsy a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Win techno. I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect stuff. You can really get down to that at a middle school stock hop. I think it's good. So is that the first time a, a YouTube comment was read on a podcast and then got applause? I want to say in, yes. Instead of, instead of la- like derisive laughter. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're making fun of somebody getting mad or something like that. Right on, yeah. man. Yeah, that's well, true. Well done with that. Uh, I did not see that coming. That was, that was well done. You, you uh, actually said it in a way that rem- you were like, and where, where did they go? And I was like, Wintech, no. It just kind of made itself, was, man. That it was, was a complete... Itself freaking coincidence i know i i'm not that clever you inspire me what can i say but you are <laughs> uh we have some emails to get to real quick here um well, the first one doesn't have a question it's just a cool story so i'll go ahead and read that one this is from john o he's emailed us before hello john o thank you for reaching out he says hey drunk Hi, friends john o. hello 
Alex says hi. Uh, he says, hey, drunk friends, listening to the latest episode, and of course, this is from before, so you just put it all together. This is about the music episode. Listening to the latest episode and your recollections of concert experiences brought back some fond memories of my own. The one in particular that stands out highest was attending an Iron Maiden headlined festival back in 2011. The first wonderful thing that occurred was the fact that the Murder Dolls and Demu Borgir, did I say that right? Were playing. I probably didn't say that right, but Demu uh, Borgir. You were close. Borgir? Borgir? Yeah, Borgir, I think. Okay. It's definitely a dwarf from, from Lord of the Rings. Um, okay, <laughs> so he says, now, this was in the middle of an Australian summer with weather rapidly approaching 40 degrees, which is 104 degrees Fahrenheit. So we were soon presented by hordes of goths and black metal fans dripping with sweat, resulting in their corpse paint leaving them looking like the world's saddest pandas. Just <laughs> a very visceral uh, description, and I can see it right in front of me. Uh, he says, however, nothing could have prepared me for Slayer hitting the stage. Within the first two mm. songs, I saw multiple people leaving the mosh pit bloodied and bruised, including one poor woman who had had a cheek piercing torn out. However, Oof. the enduring memory of that performance was one of my friends descending into the chaos of the pit. He soon disappeared in the swarm of thrashing bodies. The next indicator of his presence in the crowd was seeing one of his easily identifiable red skate shoes flying into the air and continuing to be tossed around by the crowd. Shortly after, another shoe joined it. At the end of the set, he emerged covered in dust and sweat with his normally long, straight hair looking more like The Cure's Robert Smith. His only words before collapsing on the grass were, Fucking Slayer, man. Sorry for the lengthy email. Loving the music talk. Hope it becomes a regular feature. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Jono. That's a great story. I'm glad your friend survived. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to survive. Uh, Slayer was actually my first uh, floor concert. Uh, oh, man. And yeah, that was I was 17. It was 1999. Or no, it was 98, I think. And, uh, and I was 16. And I just got the ever-loving crap kicked out of me. Wow. It was uh it was uh pretty brutal. My neck hurt for like three days afterward. <laughs> so yeah, Slayer will kick your ass. Actually, they won't anymore because they're they retired. Yeah, but indeed. They, they 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 probably still could though if they decided to play more. Hey man, drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> we got another email here from Raphael and game difficulty. He says, "Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How doing are you? Good. Doing good." Okay. I've got a couple of questions I thought of the other day. First, do you think your routine will allow you to both keep recording Drunk Friend when things get back to normal? I mean, if it ever does. Just kidding. Are you, though? Are you kidding? Because I think you're serious. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be like this for a while. I don't know, man. Uh, we can just jump into this one real quick. I think as far as my work schedule goes, it, it could change. I, I I do some lighting science, which requires me to be working at night. But I, I think if you and I really wanted to put out an episode, given the amount of work we put into the things we already do, we could make it work. But I, I think it would probably be, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think we're okay too. Um, it For me, it depends on what, see, at my job, it's like, okay, create a process for this. And then once I'm done with that, uh, it's moving on to the next thing I have to make. And that it can, you know, that is all over the map. Like that can be working with different departments. That's who knows how taxing that could end up being. For me, it's a little more um, up in the air, but uh, oh, it's, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. Cool. 
Oh, I'm reading the email. <laughs> Second, my question is about what level of difficulty you guys usually pick when playing a game you've never played before, or for a video review when you need to show several aspects from that game. In the 8-slash-16-bit era, it was common to go first for the easy mode, since the games were rather unfair sometimes. But there are those which don't which don't show you all of it unless you pick normal mode or even harder than that. What do you guys think? It depends on what you're playing, the familiarity of the game or genre. Personally, I f only feel comfortable to pick harder difficulties on those I know for some on those ones I know for some time or if it's mandatory to achieve the true ending. I guess that's it for now. Keep doing a good job. You guys are great even when you get off topic like talking about music and stuff and we have similar musical taste. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Cheers from Brazil from Raphael. Thank you, Raphael. Very yes. good email. Yeah, thanks. For me, I always start on normal for games. I don't even look at like I look at the options to see what's there, but I always start on whatever the default difficulty is. How about you? Yeah, same, just because I think that's going to give you the most, you know, the the flavor that the developers probably intended most people the majority of people to get. That's what I kind of want to base the review on. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, most NES stuff doesn't have an option. Uh, yeah, most of it just kind of throws you in. You can, yeah, you know, was... maybe even get like a games plus if you beat it and make it harder. Sometimes easier, but yeah, I was gonna say like it's, sometimes it's not even you know there is no choice. You got to play what whatever's put in front of you. But um, yeah, for for most stuff, it's definitely I, I will say for fighting games, uh, I I'll start on easy just to give myself a chance to get warmed up. Um, learn the moves and stuff, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, just to learn the moves, and so I have time, you know, like, to, to learn the inputs and do understand what I'm supposed to do. And, um, and then I'll move on from there. But uh, for the most part, I just do normal. And then, like he says, like, uh, do you ever move on? If, if there's an option, do you move on to anything harder than that? Like, a harder, like, do you go on to do, like, the second quest in Zelda or any, anything like that? Anything crazy like that? Uh, rarely, I guess. It's more of just a time thing. I feel like once I've beat it, I kind of move on from it. But yeah, there are some multiplayer games. Like, me, me and my buddies, I have a close group of friends that are really, really into the Gears of War series. And when even when a new game comes out, we go ahead and pick the harder difficulty just because we play so well together and we're so familiar with that system and how it all works. That's, like, the sure. only thing. And that's just, that's not me by myself. I'm with a group of dudes that are also pretty good at it. Um, but on my own, I hardly ever... I, I, I'm not great at games. I love them. I love them a lot. But I'm not as, as skilled as yeah. even our guest coming up or, or a lot of other people. Normal is perfectly fine with me. Yeah, please do not be under the impression that I'm, like, all that good of a gamer. Because I'm definitely not all that... I'm not... I'm just some guy. Like, I'm, I'm really not all that great at gaming. I just really, really like games. Yeah. Um, just like you. Um, I will say, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention this one just because um, it gets brought up later hilariously because Trav loves golf so much. Oh, big fan. Uh, <laughs> Mario Golf World Tour for 3DS. Um, for that, I play tournament tees. I, pit, I crank the wind up. Um, I've played, I put so many hours into that that I'm, I would play a difficulty, the toughest difficulty, just because it makes it more interesting because otherwise I'm just it's just too easy so yeah, yeah. I, I otherwise yeah i just stick with whatever the game gives me fair enough all right let's move on to uh the next email here and the last one before we get to our guest this is paul he's talking about those sports movies we brought up last episode he says hey all loved the conversation on favorite sports movies mine is not a sports movie but a favorite sports sequence in a movie the naked gun 
third act where Frank first has to pose as a singer and perform the national anthem, then as the umpire. It's such a perfect lampooning of every aspect of the game and even the stadium experience. When they show bloopers including a player getting mauled by a tiger and one getting decapitated and the announcer is completely unflapped. I can't stop laughing. Every time I watch a baseball game, I hope the umpire will clean home plate with a vacuum cleaner. Have a great week, <laughs> Paul. And that's 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 actually a really good point. You don't you don't think of yeah. Naked Gun as as a sports movie, but that whole sequence with uh Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. I almost called him Liam Neeson. That whole uh sequence <laughs> with uh, Leslie Nielsen, I mean what a what a legend. He just played that total aloof comedy so perfect man oh he was one of my favorites uh it's one of my favorite movies ever for sure just the whole uh (laughs) when he when he first calls a strike and he he looks at the crowd and when he starts going (laughs) and he's like (laughs) he starts calling strikes before the ball even hits the glove oh my gosh yes it's so good it's so good. And by the way, the announcer, uh, yeah, the guy gets, uh, I, or I think it's it's the it's when the center fielder goes up for to try and rob a home run, and it, somehow his head snaps off and goes over the wall instead. <laughs> uh, and that's when the announcer comes in, and the announcer is Mel Allen, I think, and he goes, "How about that?" <laughs> He's just completely unfazed. Good stuff. Good good email, Paul. Thank you so much. But yeah, naked naked gun is brilliant. All right, well, let's let's get ready for our guest here. So coming up, we have a guy who kind of does it all, and it's pretty really impressive. Does. Yeah, uh, you'll see him mainly on Twitch. Uh, he does have a YouTube channel, but you'll see him on Twitch beating tons of classic games. He has some no-death runs of some pretty tough NES games, which certainly impressed me. And on other nights, he'll be painting, which a little bit different than most of the folks that we feature here. He's He's doing some stuff outside of the box, which is cool. And I think his channel is really starting to take off, his Twitch channel, that is. And so uh, you, you definitely want to catch him. Um, he's also on YouTube. He showcases many talents there. Like he, he plays music and again, posts all of his painting stuff there as well. Um, and you can buy some of his paintings. He was a really good interview. I had a lot of fun with him, Alex. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's a really, really talented guy. Very skilled. Um, he has, he's got kind of an interesting story about how and why he started painting, which is kind of unexpected. Yeah, that's right. So everybody stick around for the Renaissance. So, Mr. Uh, Sants, uh, Renaissance, the Game Escape artist, painter guy, Bob Ross, what, what would you like to go by? Uh, you can just call me Ren. <laughs> That's fine. Ren. I didn't Ren. have that one on the sure. list. Okay, Ren. Uh, well, thanks again for joining us here on Drunk Friend. One syllable. Yeah. No, it's nice and simple. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for joining us here. How are things going with you, man? Is how how are things been with all the stuff going on? You hanging in uh, there with with life in general and the pandemic? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm super psyched to be here. So really appreciate it. Um, life is crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm hanging in. I'm okay, uh, which is good. My family's all right. Um, hope everyone else's is fine too. Um, it's kind of a weird time right now for me personally, just because it's it's kind of given me an opportunity to kind of really dive into the art stuff and really try to do something with it because I have time. Mm. So although things are crazy and a little, uh, you know, a little sketchy with finances and stuff, which I'm sure everyone is feeling that, it's, it's actually kind of a blessing in disguise as well because I'm really getting time to do quite a bit of work. So, so there's that. Nice. Yeah, there are some 
some weird silver linings uh, intermixed here. And yeah. who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all benefiting from your free time because <laughs> you're painting some really cool stuff. Uh, oh, thank and you. yeah, you stand out because you do something a little more than play games on on stream. You also paint on some nights. Yes. Now, if 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 somebody had never seen what you do in action, what 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 would they see on these streams? If you tune into the streams that are Saturday nights, you're basically just going to see a goofy guy in front of a canvas. Uh, you'll see a camera on me and a camera on the canvas. And I'm either working on uh, a gamescape, which is what I call them, basically just a landscape based off of a video game uh, background or scenery or just a kind of a objective view of a setting or something like that. Or I'll just be working on a traditional landscape as well. But basically, that's it. I mean, I've got a little bit of a soundtrack going from NES tunes from from my favorite, you know, some of my favorite games that's just playing in the in the background so people can be comfortable with the silence because silence is going to happen because I'm painting. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, and although I don't hear it, so I get super awkward. I'm just like painting. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> do you hear the music too? <laughs> no, I, I kind of wish I did sometimes. Yourself? Yeah. Cause it's like, I'll be, I'll be painting like leaves and I'll just be like, and I'm just like, Jesus, this is so boring. Like no one's watching this. <laughs> That's but, why you got to uh, do what uh, Bob Ross does where he uh, has these cutaways on his shows to him hanging out with like animals <laughs> yeah like orphaned animals and stuff and yeah. and he shows off like all his uh, conventions that he goes to and all that maybe stuff. i should think about doing that yeah i can kind of just get yeah. to clips of me dying in video games or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah conversely you were saying that you didn't think well you thought it was boring and, and it was like there's nobody watching this but that's that's not true people have so much fun in there i find that you know, between uh, your your painting streams and your gaming streams, you you wouldn't really know the difference based on the crowd. People are pretty engaged, and and you stay engaged too, which is an important thing for a streamer to do. But you're able to do that while you're painting, and I think that's what makes it fun. Totally. I mean, i I was convinced to give it a shot to stream painting at first because I was I never really thought to do it, um, and I'm so glad I did because yeah, it it makes the work so much more fun for me as well because. You know, I have friends to talk to and, and new people coming in all the time. And we talk about anything from art to games to whatever, to movies. I mean, we have some ridiculous conversations, but it's really just like, I feel like I'm sitting there painting with, you know, a party behind me and we're all just kind of having a good time. So it's great. Is it, is it more nerve wracking to, you know, put your artistic talents sort of not really on blast? That's not really what I'm looking for, but like you're, you're putting them out there in front of people as you do it. How much more nervous do you are you about that versus when you're playing a game and, and the stakes are high? Is it like, you know, is there a difference there? Do you feel nervous like people are judging what, you know, every stroke you make? Way more nervous with the art, for sure. Yeah, there's no question. Um, when I've done streams of that nature, any sort of, you know, artistic whatever, it's like the beginning of it is the worst. Like, I'll I'll click start streaming and i'll just like pace around my place just being like oh my god no no one's gonna come and and i'm just gonna be sit- like the beginning of all those painting streams are basically me just like sitting down okay i'm gonna get my paints out i'm gonna do this and no one's there like i'm just sitting there and just feeling very foolish at first but which is which makes it so much nicer when people do show up you know it's just mm. it's a very warm kind of feeling so but to answer your question yeah i'll play a game i mean i'll I'll stream a game and die a thousand times and it'll just be kind of stupid and funny, but when I'm actually painting, it's a little nerve wracking. Yeah. 
Is it right. comparable to um like if have you done conventions in the past where or like art shows or portfolio shows or anything like that where you've had to kind of awkwardly stand there next to your work? Um, <laughs> I ha- have you done yeah. that before too? Is that comparable? Would you say? I have. I've done uh, two conventions now. There's a convention, Retro World Expo, up in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but mm-hmm. uh, I've done that twice as a vendor. I've gone several times, but twice as a vendor, and um, it's cool. Like the second time, the last time I did it, unfortunately, it got canceled this September. But last September, when I did it, I actually bought, like brought a canvas and was painting while I was sitting there. So Ooh. I. Huh. Yeah, that was a. I don't. I don't remember who told me that idea or game. I think it was my sister. Like you should do this, and then and then I raffled it off for like a winner. So every time someone would buy a print, you know, they get thrown into oh. the raffle, and then very good idea. I can't take credit at all. My sister's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the first time, yeah, it was a little strange. It was mostly strange because you're just standing there, and conventions are long, man. Like you're you're st- you're not walking around <laughs> looking at stuff when you're a vendor. You're just like sitting in your little pen, and you're just like. <laughs> Like a puppy, you know, like everyone that walks by, like, <laughs> do you want to take me home? And, and, and most of the time, you know, I'm selling art and people are there for like games. So, you know, mm. but well, uh, that's something unexpected, though. I mean, if I were going someplace to get games and I see the kind of work that you do, it it's like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. I, this is something like super nice and unexpected. Like it, it has caught on a little bit more. Yeah. The first time, I mean, I did get some good feedback and stuff. And then the second time. It was great. I was just like, oh, people were like, oh, you're back. I was like, yeah, I am. You remember oh, me. That's, that's, that's yeah, it's very, that's really very, cool. very, very nice to feel that. So um, I'm the same. Like when I go to conventions, not that I do a ton, but yeah, I look at the games, but I love looking at people's art stuff too. I love anything that's kind of outside the box. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that draw me in for sure. So how long had you been streaming before you added the, the paint aspect to it? Um wow probably about six months or so i i okay. started i started streaming on youtube actually in god as it was 17 i think it was 17 and i okay. did that yeah for for about six months or so and again i was kind of you know urged to yeah you should uh, stream your painting so i gave that a shot and yeah i think i've been I, it must be like a year and a half or so that i'm doing it so every saturday night yeah and it's it's been great as well i'm curious though where where the art and gaming marriage kind of starts for you. So like, even as a kid, did you combine video games and art? Were you drawing a lot of characters or uh, has that always been a part of you? I I think so. Now that you ask that, I hadn't really thought about that, but when I remember when I was a kid, I would like, I created a, a video game in my head one time and I drew out the different levels and the different enemies and stuff like that. It was kind of like a one-time thing, but I used, I did used to draw a lot when I was a kid. I never mm-hmm. painted or anything like that, but um so it was yeah, they were probably intertwined in my brain for since childhood. But like to answer your question how it kind of came together for this, um it was really kind of a weird thing. It was just I got into painting simply because I had a wall in my place that was blank for years and it just drove me nuts. So I was like I need to put something up there. Like I I, I wasn't painting at all yet, so I was just like I'm going to go on Amazon. And I'm going to just look for, you know, those like multi canvas pieces where it's like four or five canvases, but they're all the same picture sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I like those. Let me go on Amazon and just find something. And I'll just put it up, whatever. But all the, the reviews were terrible. They're like, oh, this is the 
crappiest thing. It fell apart. You know, it was just like, whatever. So it's kind of always been my nature to be like, let me just do it myself. Like, I just, I like to learn stuff. I like to just get my, you know, try my hand at stuff. So I went to Michael's. I bought like a pack of multi canvases and I came home. I found the scene that I wanted to do and I did it. And it wasn't great, but I'm actually looking at it right now. It's like, it's kind of my reminder of where I started with it all. Wow. So that's how I started painting like the landscape stuff and i made like two three four pieces and then i was just like okay well now what do i paint i don't know what else to do and since i am a a gamer a retro gamer i love the old games i was just thinking about a couple games that i loved and i thought wouldn't it be neat if i could make a landscape out of what that world might look like if it actually existed in the real world and that's what i did so just for fun at first you know just just for just to see what it would look like in my brain, you know? That's really cool. Did you go... Yeah, that is really cool. Did you go to any, like, art schools or anything like that? Or, uh, I mean, you, you said you drew when you were a kid. Did that eventually lead to, like, illustration classes? Or are you professional? You know, not... I don't want to say professionally, but... Because, I mean, right. you don't need to be, obviously, but... Right. Um, trained, I should say. But um, do you have any, like, uh, academic work with that? No. <laughs> don't, not just, at all I, not really i mean i wow I, I remember taking like drafting in high school or something but no i never sure. i never i just did always yeah i was always just kind of pretty artistic kinda just, and true a lot and yeah, yeah. i'll just, be totally uh, honest and, and it sounds crazy but my 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 education of painting is youtube oh oh sure yeah that, that, i mean that's kind of the world we live in now and that's totally. really cool to hear yeah Totally. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm kind of glad it didn't happen that way because I don't, I don't know how I feel about art schools and stuff like that. First of all, my, my parents never would have put the bill for an art school. So yeah. <laughs> that just wouldn't have happened. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't sort of, you know, crammed into any boxes in, other, in any other way of how to learn how to do it. You know what I mean? I just kind of just learned it on my exactly. own and, and just watching other pa- you know, painters on YouTube. And I watch a very wide variety of different styles. So, I kind of just take basic ideas and take them to the canvas and see what I can do with it. Was there anybody on YouTube in particular that you would cite as uh, an influence, like maybe two or three different people or yes, or even more for than sure. that? Or For sure. I'll just give a few. One guy is Michael James Smith, who is an insane landscape painter. He's mm. a British dude. If anyone likes, you know, just he does like photorealistic stuff it's mind-blowing what he does and and i've learned so much from him so that's one guy michael james smith um there's a guy paint with kevin kevin hill who's uh, another oil painter um and i don't use oils i use acrylics but right. again same kind of ideas that you can kind of translate yeah um he's been a big influence um i've just started just watching old videos of like the masters as well which is just fun to see i couldn't ever approach to do with this, the stuff that they did because it's just mind-blowing so so beautiful yeah. um so yeah those are just a couple that i that i watch a lot regularly but michael james smith man if you want to see something that's just gonna blow your balls off you gotta check him <laughs> out it's unbelievable i hear you on the youtube thing though especially because on um, my mom she's like the creative one in the family like the majorly creative one and she did this the same kind of thing where um, we had an old chair uh, that needed to be reupholstered. And my mom has made clothes, you know, her whole life, basically, 
um, for herself, for other people, and and that sort of stuff. So she's skilled with a sewing machine, but mm-hmm. this is like reupholstering a chair. So what she did, she did, she freaking went on YouTube and just watched mm-hmm. like a two-hour video, or I don't know if it's two hours, but like you know, just a, a series of videos about this is what you do step by step. And yeah. she pulled it off, and she gave me that. I have that chair in my in our bedroom, and it's it's like wow, my mom did this from nothing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so incredible it, i you I know mean, it's really cool to hear like other people are doing the same thing and you're doing it with something creative with uh with painting which is awesome yeah. i think a lot of people you know it depends on how you learn you know different people have different ways of how they learn some people need to be sure. shown something you know whatever so i've always been the kind of learner that if i can watch someone do something i can infer a lot of like i think this is what they're doing here i think this is what they're doing in there and and I'll take that and I'll experiment with it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it, it's always narrowing the funnel. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I think it's, it's an inspiration, both your, uh, your story, Alex, and also what you said, uh, Ren, in that, you know, you, I think we always tend to think that people are, that are extremely talented kind of come out that way. Like <laughs> Alex was making uh, SNES videos when he was four, and I imagine you know, <laughs> painting and alongside Bob Ross when you were a kid, but it, it seems like this, this is something that came later, and you can teach, uh, for lack of a better metaphor, old dogs new tricks. So I think that's really cool and it's kind of an inspiration that for anyone out there that's maybe always wanted to paint or mm-hmm. wanted to, to draw or get into anything, really you just, I guess, have to find your, your personal inspiration and motivation to get started, and you can you can probably create something and impress yourself sounds like absolutely i think you 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 identify your passion of what you're passionate about and what you're excited about um yeah i i I think it's important to to notice and that's a good point when someone when you just sort of see someone for the first time and you see something they're doing and it's it just blows your mind you're like wow they just have this talent what you don't realize is like all the work that like when you watch a video like a snest drunk video you know and you're like wow this is really great like this is so much fun that was probably hours of your sleepless nights trying to think of how the hell do I do this and that and whatever <laughs> it is. Or Honestly, it's just like, yeah, it's important to realize that, you know, whatever kind of creator you are, you're spending a ton of time and energy trying to figure out how to do it. It's not just like, it doesn't just happen, you know, like, sure, you yeah. have to have the talent, of course, but it's what you do with that talent. So I think that's important to recognize. And it's also effort over time. You know, it's, I'm not, yep. this, this stuff is, you know, like, you know, it's a poor example, but today's video on my channel was about a game called Magical Cat Adventure. So <laughs> everything I have done up to this point has led up to Magical Cat Adventure, <laughs> an arcade game made by a developer nobody has ever heard of called Win, what is it? Win Techno, I think it Win was. Win Techno, yeah. What a, I mean, what do you, we, what, you know, you never know where this stuff is going to take you. Just let it take it wherever you want. And it's, it's not even with uh, doing things like that. It also works. I have, an, I have another example where um, uh, Trav has um, in his uh, Polykill Discord um, a channel called Get Fit. And um, it's really, really cool because it's a group of people that all post like their workouts and stuff like that, you know, cause we got apps now that show us like, Hey, here's how many calories I burn. Here's, here's how many of this I've done. We've got like, I think it's a, is a, is musty a rower? Is that what he does? <laughs> he's on the bike. He's doing the, bike. Oh, he's on the bike. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, we got that. We've got a lot of runners. Uh, there's like a push up contest. 
um not a contest but just like a you know <laughs> how many can you how many can you do how many can you do till you freaking fall over and they even sucked me into this and i hate uh. running like more than life itself i said this last episode but um yeah they managed to trick me into it and um yeah and, and it's just because i st- i started seeing other people do it and it looked cool i remember one time it all started by accident too because i went out for a walk with this app and I just wanted to like trace my steps and like see how far I went and have a cool little map thing to see where I went. And then this lady starts talking to my ear and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> what's this? And I'm like, okay, fine. If she's going to tell me to jog, I'm going to start jogging. And two weeks later, just this morning, I did four miles in an hour. And wow, nice. Oh yeah, dude. Thanks. And it's just like, if you had told me that a month ago, be like what give me some of what you're smoking because it's <laughs> there's no way you could pay, you couldn't pay me to do that but it's it's and and it's process effort over time it's mm-hmm. it just you know it doesn't happen overnight you need to give it a fair shot and you need to give it a lot of time and practice so yeah I hear, and I, th- I think your your painting channel is definitely part of that and a, a big uh, inspiration uh, that's sweet i hope so that that's i mean that would make it all worth it you know um yeah and I think a huge part of it, like your example, is the connection that we feel in what we create. Because, I mean, look at what now you're running, you know, like if you hadn't had yeah. that connection in your life, you hadn't been inspired by it, you wouldn't be running yeah. at all now. And like, obviously, fitness is a good thing, you know, so it's a beautiful thing. Honestly, it's, I think that's really it comes down to why do we create? Why do we do this stuff? It's like we want to connect and just hit that sort of basic need for us to to belong and to connect to each other and share our experiences. Well put. Well said. Well put. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so we're done. <laughs> That's a wrap, good everybody. night, ladies and gentlemen. We can't good top night. that moment. It was pretty good. Um, like George Costanza, he's like, "You got to leave on a high note." <laughs> um, so we, we do mostly see you do paintings, and of course, on the stream, that's a big feature. I was flipping through your YouTube channel. I saw that there are some uh, some music uh, outlets for you as well. So it, it seems like your talents do extend beyond the brush do you what tell us about the instrument you play in the in the type of music that you have there on that youtube channel wow i love the beyond the brush that sounds very epic doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> like that'll, it doesn't have to be like, the name be... of your biography yeah <laughs> um or his yeah, vh1 so... behind the music yeah <laughs> <laughs> the renaissance beyond the brush <laughs> nice uh, i'm gonna write that down because i need to keep on i gotta keep that in my mind um so yeah I've been a musician pretty much my whole life. Like that's been more so than painting or anything like that. Um, grew up playing violin when I was a little kid. Uh, got into high school. I got really obsessed with drums and guitar. Um, so basically just music all over the place. Really my biggest passion in life, to be honest with you. Um, what you're probably seeing is the the VG Keys thing that we kind of started up. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, just in, in the community of the Twitch stream tr- streamers and stuff like that, we've got a lot of musicians and a lot of talented people and people that really love the game music, which is a huge part, I think, of the experience of the games that we play, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I was just thinking one day, like, we should all share each other's, like, playing of these instruments. If, we play an, if you play an instrument and you love the games, let's, let's do something. It'll be fun. And at the time, I, would, I had just started renting a studio so I'm in New York, so there's a, a studio in, the, in, Man, in Midtown. 
that had I, I just rented it because I wanted to get back to playing drums again because it has a drum set but it also had a like a nice upright piano so I walked wow. in to see the thing and I was like oh man I was like that's sweet right there because I have a keyboard but it's just not the same you know right so that's when it all kind of started and we just all you know it was me and, and Red Ox PDX Hungry Gorio was in on it a little bit um Beat Crones uh, a bunch of different like streamers and, and twitchers and twitter folk and whatever so it just became this thing where we would just share it with each other and it was a lot of fun so um there's that but i've also had bands um i just put out a solo ep last year wow of yeah like six or seven songs with my buddy um my good friend who's an also musician but he's like a producer too so he's got a little studio out in brooklyn that we worked on out there um don't have any bands right now sadly i mean which is kind of a good thing because we couldn't do anything now anyway right um, but yeah, I mean, music is always kind of like, sort of like the the river of my life. It, it'll always be there. It'll always be my biggest passion. It'll always be my biggest dream to be a working musician, you know, but there's too many things that I'm trying to do and, and love and it's, it gets a little, you know, much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy. You're just like all over the place then. You got the painting thing, you got the music thing, you got the snake rattle and roll thing uh, <laughs> and can, there's the segue if oh you can boy. beat that game i mean geez <laughs> and you have a no death throne of battle toads like yeah. are you kidding me like yeah but so, so okay let's let's just go there then what what are the <laughs> toughest games that you think are on the system that you've beaten or maybe you haven't beaten on the nes right we're talking obviously yeah sure yeah. um Oh man, well, the obvious ones, yeah, Battletoads is hard for sure. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's the hardest, but it's hard. Um, you know what game is really freaking hard and drives me nuts? The Adventures of Dino Ricky. Really? Has anyone played this? Oh my god, that game. Have you guys played this? I've not given it a lot of attention, but uh tell me tell me why it's so hard. I don't know if you should. I don't know if you should. Um <laughs> It's a Hudson game. It's a. It's basically. I think it's an auto scroll. It's kind of like a shooter. Okay. But it's, yeah. Yeah. But it's top down. Um. So it's kind of like you know Zelda meets Life Force or whatever you want to call it. But it's just brutal, man. Because you. Oh, here's the thing. You have to jump, but it's top down. That's really a huge part of why it's so hard. So it's got so, that commando style perspective. Exactly. That, and, but you're. But you're platforming. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. And and it's kind of bullet hellish, to be honest. <laughs> no so, thanks. <laughs> but it comes in this package of like Hudson cute sort of thing. The music is great and sure. It it lures you in with all of that. And then my story with this game, and I'll I'll make it quick, is I was trying to beat this game. One night I was this is before I was streaming, but this is years ago. And I was on the last level and you know, it's that curse of the game with unlimited continues. You have no excuse to stop. You have no excuse to go to bed. <laughs> so I'm sitting there on my couch, sweating, trying to get through this last level, and the sun starts coming up. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like God's flashlight. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the worst, because I'm like, now I can't beat this game, and I just feel so bad about myself. Like, what am I doing with myself? Like, <laughs> So it's the most shameful moment. I had to stop. I, could, I didn't beat it that night, but I had to go back you know, three, four nights later, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start at, like, 4 p.m. to make sure I have enough time, and I finally beat it, but I don't ever want to play that game again. That that <laughs> one's horrible. That one is just horrible. Yeah. That's pretty incredible that you could beat 
you know, games like that, though. I mean, I, I, I love the system, and I'm obviously a very big fan, but um, I'm more of a, a curious, uh, passionate gamer than I am a skilled gamer. And okay. so, you know, watching your videos, uh, and I, I skimmed through the Snake, Rattle, and Roll one, and I was there for a few of those runs uh, in your stream, mm-hmm. and I just discovered the Battletoad ones, uh, Battletoads one today. I know you did that more recently, but yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible how, how calm you are and and your narration throughout like there's a, there's a couple parts where you don't really say anything it just sounds like you're you're shushing a horse for like eight <laughs> solid minutes you're like shh, shh, yeah. shh, it's okay it's okay yeah. shh, it's okay <laughs> but you're you're pulling off the most epic near death close call stuff i've ever seen so i i know i don't know what to ask about that but it's it's always fun for me to see other people that are highly skilled you know go through games like that calmly because i i can't do it it's it's <laughs> it's too too intense People say that I'm calm all the time, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, I'm not <laughs> calm. I don't. I don't think I'm calm at all." And yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just stubbornness more than anything else. Honestly, like, I'll. I enjoy learning a game. I, I enjoy learning the patterns and just trying to, you know, get better at it and get farther and farther. It's really just stubbornness. Honestly, I think anyone can beat those games, um, if they just sit down and dedicate way too much time to it (laughs) (laughs) dedicate 16 straight hours to it exactly that's basically what uh my girlfriend and i did uh we were pretty much snowed in this would have been five years ago no this would have been like seven years ago damn um yeah we were snowed in pretty much and she noticed uh we we were just uh started the dating process at that point Oh, and uh, so we're, we're, you know, we had known each other for years and years and years before that, but we had just started dating at that point. And so, you know, I'm kind of, I'm still kind of anxious about stuff. Like, how do I entertain this person or whatever, you know? And she sees my Super Nintendo stuff and she sees Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, and man. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was thinking about getting rid of that game because I just think it's kind of broken because it's got so much slowdown and she's like no no you're totally wrong i beat this game when i was a kid or i don't think she i think she beat it like the first way uh through and then she saw you Mm -hmm. play it again and she was like oh screw that but um (laughs) yeah we so what we did is we just sat there and played it and she basically showed showed me how to play that game like the right way to do it it's more like a puzzle platformer where Mm -hmm. you need to it's rote memorization basically of understanding where to jump how to jump where the enemies are, what the patterns are, and knowing how to react and when to react and all that good stuff. And now I'm a huge fan of that game. So mm. sometimes that works. <laughs> Give I, it I enough time fe- and it can I it can, can win you over. I can seriously feel how hard you fell in love that night. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that was when he knew she was the one. Yep. I mean, I've dated girls who, you know, they, if they see my collection of games, they're like, what are those? And I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I think my so. granddad had some of those. Like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Are those exactly. cassettes? What are the? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the worst. Where they call them something completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo, N- Nintendo tapes. tapes. Yeah. That's a big yeah, one. Tapes. There you go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> have you guys played Battle of Olympus? I have to mention this game, too. Oh, yeah. So mean. Battle of Olympus is, is uh, that's the side scrolling one. Yeah, it's like the Zelda 2 yeah. engine clone sort of thing. Yeah, that, that game's, game's pretty mean. Oh, it's so mean. So I, I want to like it. The music is fantastic. I, I like the whole idea, but God, that game is mean. It's just <laughs> awful. 
I think that's the best way to put it is just mean. It's, it's not like outdated difficulty or to draw to bring up rentals or anything like that now it's just just a mean game made by mean yeah, I, people it's kind of both <laughs> like it is hard as hell it is mean but like i played it not too long ago and if you remember you have to like farm for olives that's like your currency. oh that's right that's the olives game yeah and yeah, that takes forever forever like you you get like one olive maybe two per kill and things are like here's a bracelet you know it's 500 olives it's like are you <laughs> kidding me and the last time i played it i i finally you know got enough olives and i went back to this god or whatever to get the thing i needed i forget what happened i don't remember the details but he was like oh you can't do it or whatever so not only did he not sell me the thing but he took away another item i already had which is like the sandals so then i couldn't jump anymore like i could jump like a (laughs) third of the way i could before and i was like wait are you kidding me? Like, I, it was actually on stream. I was like, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I was like, stream's over. <laughs> I have not it. heard of that happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's more than that's just serious. regular old video game mean. That's oh, like going out of your way to be mean. <laughs> yeah, I forget, the, I forget the details of why that happens, but someone was in chat who was like very knowledgeable of the game. They were like, what? Like, I've never <laughs> seen that happen before. And I was like, well, great. I'm the guinea pig. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, and- brutal. Speaking of games from that era, do you are there any uh you have any personal cover art favorites? Or are you a fan of any of the the cover arts for any of those? Ooh. Um Okay. Castle Quest. Do you guys know this game? Yeah. I love the cover art I of do that not. game. I got to bring it up. it up real quick to 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 remind myself, yeah. but Oh yeah, it's yeah, cl- that's pretty epic. It's a classic example of god, this game looks nothing like the cover art. But the cover yeah. art is just so cool. Like it, it hits all the little marks. It has like the two little fairies in there, and I mean the demon looks awesome. It's just so great. I love it. That does look freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you play the game, you're like, what is this? This is like an Atari game. But it's yeah. really cute. It's really cute, and I I love it a lot. Um, what else? Not, nothing else is standing out right now. But I'm I'm just my answer is Castle Quest yeah final answer that's cool that's i mean that's one i didn't expect so that's cool to to hear that one um i kind of wanted to go back to to some of your your painting stuff real quick because uh you know we were talking about nes games and and a lot of the the art that you've done you've brought a lot of i would say nes specifically uh landscapes to life you've done castlevania and and maniac mansion and that kind of stuff how do you Mm -hmm. select the ones that you're going to do is that is that commissions from from people requesting certain things or are you coming up with a lot of these on your own is it a mix it's a total mix yeah you, you're kind of nailing it um if it's a commission obviously it's a commission someone wants to order a commission and i'll make that and then i'll usually make prints out of the out of anything so that's where those come from um like maniac mansion for example was a commission i don't know if i would have done that scene had it not been a commission because it's kind of a culty kind of game it's not that popular you know what i mean so uh, if i'm going to put the effort in it might not pay off if i if i do something to you know esoteric oh you know i see I mean. yeah okay um but then the other ones that aren't commissions yeah i just kind of wanted to hit hit the the hot spots like when, when i was doing the co- the um convention excuse me i totally wanted to have prints that were going to be like hey it's zelda hey it's mario hey it's castlevania you know exactly like, yeah because people again people are going to walk by and they're just looking for games and right if i'm gonna get their attention it's gonna have to be that sort of thing so um that's mostly it sometimes it's just one that i really want to do like i played shovel knight and I was like, holy crap, this game is awesome. I really want to come up with a scene. And that's where that one came from. So, yeah, it's pretty much a, a blend of all that stuff. 
Yeah, and your your Shovel Knight one is is definitely one of my favorites. That was that one's awesome. Do you, do you have any personal favorites of your own work? Uh, or maybe ones that you're most proud of? Yeah, I I feel like such a jerk saying stuff like this, but I I <laughs> I, I like the Dragon Warrior one because I I put the slime into it, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna do that because I don't my my strong suit is not creating like or painting animate objects. You know, people or I'm a landscape kind of guy, so. When I was doing it, I was like, am I going to do a blob in here, like the slime enemy? And I'm glad I did, because it really put it all, it really brought it all together. So I think that's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, nice. it looks it looks like you're the, you know, the classic uh, Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest to, uh, you know, like a viewpoint for the um, battles, basically, is, mm-hmm. is what it reminds me of. Yeah, it looks like you're, you're from the first person perspective there uh about to fight this thing which i really like exactly yeah yeah i was i did the whole thing pretty much without the slime and i was like okay it looks nice or whatever but you know it needed it it needed it so it was a little scary to plop it in there but <laughs> worked have, out have you ever had to turn down a commission like has anybody requested anything really weird like say say i were to request <laughs> like double dribble or like bad <laughs> bad dudes or something like that or just a really <laughs> weird game um, I want to make a joke about porn, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing's God. ever happened. What is that nothing's Atari game happened. called? Uh, yeah, <laughs> or, or like the Custer's Revenge or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only times I have to say no is when people do want stuff like animate objects, the stuff that I was just talking about. Like they're like, "Hey, mm. can you paint Spider-Man busting out of a car and or Samus <laughs> busting out of you know whatever?" And I'm like, "I'm not your guy." Like, yeah. I could try it, but I don't think you would be happy with it. So that's the only time I'll, I'll say no. But uh, most stuff is landscape-based and will work on the scene together. So even if they're just like, I want something from this game, we'll kind of like brainstorm it together and come up with a good scene, which is like the most fun part for me, honestly, because we get to have like a dialogue and it's almost like a collaborative process. Mm. So how, how do people re- reach out to you about that stuff? Uh, like stuff that they want is there do you do have do you have like a patreon or do people just send you comments like how, how do you organize that I, I have a bunch of different ways i mean i do have a patreon i have a website i have an email i mean i'm on twitter so a lot of the times it just comes as dms on twitter or even instagram or or people will just whis- whisper to me on twitch like sometimes while i'm streaming you know stuff like that so okay. there are many many ways to get in touch yeah Very so cool. i can't request uh Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Uh, the cover of that, uh, you're, you're going to turn me away. You can. You oh, can. Well, I wouldn't do that yeah. to you. I, I, <laughs> I, I can kind of relate to you in kind of a weird way because there are some requests that I get on uh, Patreon that um, I have to basically like let them know. Like, I don't think you're going to be very happy with the video because like, mm-hmm. if you ask for a PS1 game or just that whole generation of like Saturn uh, up through Dreamcast and GameCube and that whole thing, PS2, um, my footage sucks. It just looks like mm. crap and it mm. kills my computer. I, I'm, I'm obviously doing something wrong, uh, but I don't have any of those systems for one thing, so I can't go the direct way you know, through my normal capture process. It would have to be through um like emulation or something along those lines and it just always ends up looking bad one way or another and i'm just like i'm sorry i can't really do that unless you know i know somebody that has 
uh, a PlayStation or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, is that the it's same it, kind of thing? If I can, if if I can ask, is that the only thing that holds you back, or is are there certain like games, like certain genres that you just are not interested in enough to do a review of if someone asks for it? Um, I mean, RPGs are always a tough ask because they take up so much time but i have done a few of them i did breath of fire 3 uh that worked out pretty well as long as i keep the you know it's it's boring technical stuff but um and i do have a a friend here named nate that um helps me out with footage a lot dude's a lifesaver but um he uh he (laughs) he always makes me say i'll say it on the podcast now i'll make him listen he always says, like, you, okay, I'll, I'll do it for you if you make sure to mention that I kick your ass at Killer Instinct every time we play. <laughs> nice. I'm like, okay, okay, dude. Just put it, at, put it at the end, like, with the Patreon information. Like, and by the way, <laughs> he totally destroys me in this game. Um, he's very proud of that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but, you know, I, what, what was the other game I did? I think it was Skies of Arcadia uh, last year. And that was a little tough. It was a little wonky because of the, that was all through emulation I did myself. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's always a tough ask because there's so many different factors that get in the way, um, because it's like, okay, now I have huge file sizes. Now it's going to, this file is crashing Vegas anytime I try and move it anywhere. And it's just like one thing after another. It's almost like a domino effect. And it's like, it's Mm -hmm. more work than it's worth at that point. So yeah. Yeah. I do have like a a bear, like RPGs or anything that takes up like hours and hours and hours. Like it's like, I'd like to keep the channel moving. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. even if that means I have to do pinball games like I did the other day, but uh, yeah, I long games. No, thanks. Yeah. And I mean, you keep things pretty brief and pretty snappy cranks out videos like there's no tomorrow. But uh, (laughs) I I wanted to mention Ren, my wife actually purchased one of your prints for me last father's day. And I, uh, it, it was a total surprise too because I remember I I had seen your stream and I was like wow this mm-hmm. dude this dude rules what a good idea to paint and stuff that's cool and I I showed my wife who doesn't care about anything I care about at all <laughs> and uh, I was like you, you know this is like going to be the thing because you know art's cool everybody can come together over art and I was like dude watch this guy paint this stuff and she's like what's he painting I was like ah, game stuff you wouldn't care about but look how cool it looks and she's like wow <laughs> that is cool and she somehow tracked down like I guess she did her own research found your website was able to go in and order a print. And it showed up on Father's Day. And it's the Castlevania one. It's one of my favorite ones that you had anyway. So oh, nice. it was pretty cool stuff. So I have that, you know, grace in the, the, the wall above uh, the workstation here. So I wanted to oh, mention that. But uh, I, I love hearing that. I really do. And good on Mrs. Friend. Nice investigation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did, her, she did her homework. As soon as I saw it, too, I was like, you didn't. That's so cool. That's very nice. cool. Good job, Mrs. Friend. <laughs> Mrs. Friend, yeah. It's not what I call her, but. It's very sweet when, you know, I hear people like, oh, I put this up and now it's in my game room. Like, that's all I want. Like, yeah, uh, for people to like see those scenes and to kind of have that nostalgia for it and just have a just a nice connection to it. It's it, it's it's always nice to hear that. So thanks for letting me know. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, I, I guess before we, uh, you know, bailed here, um, you do this thing. I, I came I popped in your stream the other day and you're playing golf, which is not an uncommon thing for me to find you doing over there. <laughs> And you were talking yeah. about some golf event or something that's organized through your stream. I didn't really catch all the ins and outs. And can you explain what's going on with all the golf? What's up with all the golf? So back in like, I guess it was April or May. Uh, I, I think I was just talking to a couple of people about trying to organize a tournament for golf because I love NES Open Tournament Golf. Are we familiar? Yeah. 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 Such a fun game. Yeah. Um, so... 
I don't know, it just kind of turned into this uh, chat about, hey, we could do a tournament, like, everyone just, because there are three courses on the game, so we could all, whoever wants to be in on the tournament, you play those three tournaments on your day, uh, or, or just the three courses, whatever your best score is, and then we can make totally make a tournament out of it. So that's what I did, and what the original plan was, was I was going to be in on it as well, but then someone mentioned, like, you should be, like, the commentator for it. And I was like, wow, that would be actually really fun. And again, I didn't have much going on because it was, you know, this is May, just this past May, so not working and yada yada. So I was like, all right, let's just, let's just do this. So we got like 15 to 20 entrants, which was great. They would stream their, you know, their, their goes at it. They would play the three courses. So there's a UK, a US, and a Japan course. So whoever had the lowest on all of those would go into the final and final Sunday. It lasted a week. And I would just stream my stream of watching their streams. So I would just, and I took off their audio and just put on some like bird sounds. And I just did it. <laughs> I, I, I did it as like a golfer. I, it, we all came up with golf personas too, the golf sonas. <laughs> okay, so actually it goes back a little farther. Let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> um, One night late, I was watching this video on old DOS games. It was just like a hundred of the best DOS games. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'll watch this, sure. And I saw this golf game that I think I played on my dad's computer when I was a really little kid. And it was Lynx 386. I don't know if you guys are familiar with DOS stuff. 386 Um, I'm familiar with, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Like, just like a lightning bolt of nostalgia. I was like, oh my God, I got to find this. So long story short, I found the game, started streaming that. And that became, I had to come up with a name for like my profile. And it was Saucy Kilbasa was the golfer's name. (laughs) And uh, so then when the whole tournament idea started coming up, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to commentate it as Saucy Kilbasa, who, by the way, his formal name is Sausage Kilbasage. (laughs) I think think that's important to note. I think that's very important to note. God, I want to um, name this episode that. I don't. Uh, we have to figure out a way to get "sausage kill bossage" in the title. Maybe just a little subtitle or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Do you change your your voice? Like, do you? Well, uh, a little bit. Like, I I I put on my best, you know, golf commentator as best I could. Like, I would start whispering, or I would be like, you know, it's it was ridiculous. It was it was a lot of fun though. Um, so. And, you know, three or four people would be doing their turns at the same time. So I would be able to, like, switch between their streams and be like, okay, let's go over to Bogus Clubsman on hole number three on the UK course. You know, and it would just be like, it would honestly be like watching golf, except it's an 8-bit golf game. And, you know, we're playing as Sausage Kobosage. So it was really fun. It lasted a week. Um, We had a winner and he was rewarded the golden sauce jar because... The whole sauce thing of my channel is the Renaissance, the Ren sauce. Oh, okay. Whatever. So that's where the sauce comes from. And it was just a blast, man. And honestly, that was a big like kick in my channel. Like people loved it. Like they really came by and like everyone was like talking about it. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. But, <laughs> I think it but sounds really just, like, fun. It was so much fun, man. If like if you guys want to be in on it, because we're gonna do it again for sure. And anyone listening, if you want to be in on it, I, I should say that because now like all these people will be like <laughs> yes, and I'll have like a, a list of fifty people that want to play. But um, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll put it out on Twitter if we do it again. Maybe in the fall we'll do another one. But it was a blast. And this so is much the fun. this yeah. is the later NES Open, not not the original NES Golf. 
This is exactly this is the yeah. one with Mario. Yeah. Okay. Ex- exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna have yes. to practice. Not, not golf. Oh man, you better get good. Yeah. You better get good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love golf video games. In fact, on my 3D, I think. Uh, what is this game called officially? I just I don't want to call it Mario. Oh, it's just Mario Golf World Tour for 3DS. It has been in my okay. 3DS for like over a year, just because that's all I play on on the it's thing. Is just uh uh, and it's I I've gotten like ridiculously good at it, like birdie every hole, nice. eagle every par five, and all that sort of stuff. Awesome, so. awesome, awesome. Well, I, I understand that you're a huge sports game fan, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I golf games in particular. Yeah. Okay. So well, I this yeah, is I'll, totally up my alley. Trav, you're I going will. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever. It's my it's yeah. my system. 16-bit guy. <sighs> nice. Ouch. That's a good point. Ouch. See what I've done? <laughs> <laughs> I've brought about a, a rift. <laughs> After inspiring so many people with your paintings, you see a friendship crumble <laughs> into yes. dust. Yes. Or yes. like drunk I... ex-friend. <laughs> <laughs> Giveth and taketh away. That's, that's the life of Sausage Kill Bossage. That's his <laughs> subtitle of his autobiography. I something. love the idea, though. You come up with a name. You do the whole golf shtick, like Jim Nance. Do you, do you start every, every stream with hello, friends, just like he does? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. We had, like, people would come into the chat, and we had this whole thing going of, like, What's the cocktail tonight in the clubhouse? <laughs> oh, tonight we have a, a peach, you know, schnapps mixer or whatever. Dude, Jeez. it was insanity we like we had like i'd be up in the booth i would say and i'd be like man i'm really hungry can someone go down to the clubhouse and grab me one of those brownies and bring it up to the booth for me thanks like so stupid so stupid it was great i'll i'll, I'll have to send you guys a clip or something there must be clips of it somewhere yeah, there's gotta be oh that sounds freaking awesome it really does i used yeah. to work at a golf course too when i was a teenager so oh so did i, I did I you did really that, i did that job i had worked at a yeah i was the worst job i ever had it was yeah, did you have to like? It was was it like early morning shift kind of stuff? Yep. I, I mean, I'm a morning person anyway, so that part didn't bother me. But yeah, I was there uh, sometimes as early as four thirty a.m. and I'd be on the yep. I'd I'd cut greens, cut tees, cut fairways. Yep. Rough. Yep. All that I was, stuff. I, I was the bunker kid. I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. At least you get to make some and... cool patterns. <laughs> I guess if I'm awake. Like, oh yeah, that's a good it was point. it was four a.m. It was brutal, brutal. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, what a weird coincidence that is. Right? Right? Are you a golfer as well? I'm terrible. I mean, I I'm I'm play with my brother every once in a while at Blue Moon and then I hurt my left shoulder. Uh oh, no. so it's hard to swing now, but yeah. I I can I'm okay. I've had mm-hmm. like a couple like I shot like a at the course I worked at, I ended up shooting a 41 on the front nine, which is like my Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's, that's great. from the from the blacks too, from the back tees nice and that's like a once in a lifetime thing where it's just like every bounce went my way that's the allure of golf is that see trav we're trying to get we're trying to convert you here that's oh i'm sorry i was asleep what was going on (laughs) i was about to be like travis how about you you play golf and i just heard (laughs) snoring yeah sorry about that guys i've been waiting for uh to to try and convince him to do uh, a golf 90s golf podcast we've done 90s (laughs) music part one and two we've done 90s sports now it's time for 90s golf you're gonna talk some greg norman gonna talk some uh uh what's that dude's name freddie couples talk some uh cory pavin uh ernie Ernie, l oh ernie l's two-time u.s open winner sure one of the smoothest swings out there. oh yeah the big easy (laughs) <laughs> the See, we can. We don't need Trav. We can just do the '90s golf <laughs> podcast right now. Oh, I Travis. see how it is. No, I see how it is. Thanks, guys. 
good times good times <laughs> sorry travis <laughs> sorry, um, man. i guess speaking of questions you want to jump into the, some listener questions okay this question is from derek he is asking, when you started your channel, did any of you do something to bring attention to it? Like, did you advertise it to anyone or any site? Did you share it amongst close friends? Or did you not bother with the advertising? Who wants to go first? Yeah, I definitely told all my close friends I wanted to get it up to eight views right out of the gate. And uh, <laughs> Nice. Uh, honestly, I... Not really. I mean, I guess Twitter, I'd already kind of established the podcast thing, so I wasn't starting from complete scratch in terms of, like, yelling into the, you know, the nethers about, hey, please look at me and stuff I've made. So I kind of got that it's it's hard to do, and you can't just drop it anywhere. But yeah. I did try Reddit, and I did try some forums, and it's not always well-received. Sometimes it's just a waste of your time, but you got to try it. Until I got um, a little bit of traction, and then I, I feel like I don't really have to do it as much anymore. It kind of does it itself. But... Uh, yeah, at first is probably the hardest. You want you have to get some people to find it to initially, or else it's just going to sit there. So um, right. nothing, you know, nothing paid, nothing like that. Just dropping it in places, not cold dropping it. Definitely in places where people knew me and yeah. and I had some rapport and um, and and that was really it. I didn't really do much else in terms of organizing any advertising. What about you guys? Okay, so uh, when I started a YouTube, it was really just for. A little hobby i had no aspiration of being like a big youtuber or anything like that and i was just doing like playthroughs and little things like that so yeah i would put things out on instagram of like hey here's my new video and it was really just a way to connect with fellow youtubers and i made some friends that way but it wasn't until the painting really took shape where i really was like okay this is really what i want to push and mm. advertise so i did do that on and i started twitter about the same time so it was twitter and instagram and and actually i've just been using reddit recently too and that's been pretty good um because it's like a very focused audience on you know you can look up nes and art and stuff like that so that's that's been good but just for the painting really honestly did you ever like so nobody here paid for any kind of advertising i don't I really know not. what to do with that i mean is that does it work i, I, I was know. gonna say do anybody listening if you're aspiring to to do this any sort of youtube thing do not ever pay for advertising you're not going to get your money mm -hmm. back it's a waste of time. Uh, it it doesn't work. <laughs> I've never done it That's myself, good. but I've seen other people do it. Um, with uh, and it's since I used to be a mod at the SNES subreddit, I mean, we used to get mm. people that are like, "Hey, can I? Uh, I'll I'll offer you this if I can post my link here." You know that that sort of stuff, mm. and it's just like, no, <laughs> get out of here. Um, well, that's that, that's good to hear though, because I think a lot of people are kind of yeah caught up by that or, or brought in by that. I've I've considered it myself. So and that includes those it, those but. networks too that are, you know, we we see even big channels fall into those, and it's just like there's no payoff, there's no benefit mm -hmm. to that stuff. Nine times out of ten, when you go to those networks like Twitter pages, they have like exactly you know five thousand one hundred followers, and like ninety percent of them are fake. You look at mm. each of their actual tweets, and they each have like one retweet, three likes, probably by their yep. their parents and like one other person <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and it's just it's such a scam, like, and it's blatant. So everybody, just just say no to networks, just say no to paying for advertising your hobby stuff. Don't don't do it. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, advice. That's my Sailor Moon says for the day. There you go. <laughs> I, th I think the best advice is is sell yourself on on a group of people and then sell what you got. 
Like get them yeah. to like you, and then they'll be more receptive to what you have to offer. And it's a it's a little bit of work. People don't want to do that part. They don't want to take the time to make connections, and they'd rather just be like, "Hey, group of strangers, look what I made." And people are gonna be like, "No, why?" And then they get know. angry when nobody comments on it. It's like, yeah, uh, who are you again? <laughs> That's really big. It's it's so much of it is about the community that you build and become and ingratiate yep. yourself into. It's like if you don't have that. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Hungry's uh, podcast with you guys the other night, and she kind of spoke about that a little bit of people just who kind of just come into a stream or something, and they'll be like, this is what I do. And it's like, we don't even know you, you know, yeah. like, you can't just do that. You have to, you have to put a little time and, and effort in and, and you know what, you might just make some friends, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> along the that's way, kind of what it, it's kind of the bottom line. Like, it's what yeah. I said earlier. It's like, you got to do it because you you want to have that connection. You want to yeah. share those experiences with other people that have the similar interests, you know? And and from there, then you can maybe make it grow, you know, if you want to. I yeah, was lucky that- enough to post at um, the Racket Boy forums way back in the day, going back to like the late 2000s, I think. And mm-hmm. I wasn't a regular poster there, but I would definitely read, like there's so many like smart, knowledgeable people there and they're all really nice too um they just know every you know like there's people there that know absolutely everything about the atari st platform or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like or something about uh the amiga or i don't know (laughs) or the atari Lynx. i know absolutely everything there is to know about the atari like they're so knowledgeable about all that stuff so i was just like soaking up information and occasionally i'd like ask a question or i'd like you know, like make a comment or make my own observations, my own little reviews and that sort of thing. But but yeah, they were nice enough to watch my stuff because they knew who I was. And they I, I credit them for getting me started way back in 2013, because um, the, the first video for me that took off was the Chrono Trigger video. And I remember that got like 100 views like right away. And it was because racket boy it like got passed around there and it got passed like i think somebody shared it on their facebook and then their friends ended up watching it and everybody really liked it so i got really lucky in that sense where i was already kind of grandfathered into a a an audience so to speak (laughs) i guess i don't know how to properly phrase that but yeah it's uh it's such a nice group of people i wish i was there more often but it's there's so much text to keep up with at this point with forums that it's it's really hard. Yeah. But yeah, no. It, you but the point is, yeah, you do need to like what should you what's your goal? Is it to f- make money on YouTube or is it to share your hobby with a group of friends and, or group of people or whatever? So, yeah, get your priorities in order first. Yeah, that's totally. a good point. I wanted to ask Alex, any of those early adopters of your channel stick around from Racket Boy? Do you still recognize any commenters from then? Not on YouTube, but I mm. do uh, occasionally uh, get like a me- like a private message from them. Uh, cool. From from there's like four or five people that I'm. I would well, there's like a couple people I I would say I I I I, I, I don't ah, I'm not even comfortable saying <laughs> I know them because it's just I've talked to them a few times about a few things. <laughs> so right, it's like, right. I, I don't really know them, but like, I'm fam- we're familiar with each other, basically. Gotcha. Like we know each right other's on. tastes and stuff like that uh, in gaming and all that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. I guess that pretty much wraps up the show. Ren, I'm going to give you the opportunity here to, to shout out, you know, maybe 
if you want to hint towards some stuff you're working on or let people know what to expect out of your channels coming up and, and how they can find you on the World Wide Web. Sure, yeah. First of all, yeah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, you guys are stand-up gents, and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so you can find me. Uh, my website is just gamescapeartist.com. So from there, you can click to click, not click, you can <laughs> click. <laughs> you can click to my Etsy shop where I've got prints. My Patreon is there. Pretty much every, everything that you would need. Uh, Twitch, just twitch.tv slash the renaissance if you want to stop by. Twitter, same thing, just the renaissance, you'll find me. Um, upcoming stuff, I do have a commission. Uh, I'll just say that it's from Breath of the Wild that I'm very excited about. Oh, so I'm wow. about to start that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a yes. A lot and of pretty things to paint from that game, so I'm excited to see what, what's coming up. Totally, yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited myself. It just kind of got settled yesterday, so I haven't even started it yet. But So I'll make a video about that, do a time lapse and all that sort of thing. Um, just working on kind of beefing up my traditional uh, landscape uh, portfolio right now, so I'm just working on some other things like that. But um, yeah, that's cool. pretty much it. Game, games coming up, same old stupid stuff that I stream and get mad at, so come on by. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, you, you stream the painting only on Saturdays? Just Saturday nights, yeah. I'm on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday right now with gaming stuff. Saturday nights is your painting action. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, guys, that's been another Drunk Friend podcast. You can reach out to us at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like even more podcasts, if this isn't enough, you can check out the others on our network at polykill.com. You can find Tales of the Lesser Medium and Polykill Proper there. If you'd simply like to help out the show, remember to rate and review us wherever you listen. And we're on Twitter as well. I'm at Trav Plays Games. Alex is, of course, at Snesh Drunk. And you can find Ren at The Renaissance. Ren Ness. I should, I should clarify that it's not just The Renaissance, like, like from the old days. It's, it's The Ren, R-E-N-E-S-A-N-C-E. So, you know, just to let people know, you got the, you got the NES in there. You got to be careful. Yeah, exactly. The, the exactly. NES. We also yes. want to give our usual shout-out to Coolor for the podcast music. The song you heard, and you will hear in a second, is called Electric Starbonds, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And a shout-out to Josh Leslie, who made our cold, crisp, and refreshing logo. God, it is a very good logo. Uh, be sure to catch us all on YouTube and now Twitch, and thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh,